0: welcome to the sunday times politics weekly where we explore the big political issues of the moment i'm mike siluma and thanks for joining us next month on the 23rd of august zimbabweans go to the polls to choose a new president and government the outcomes of that poll will impact not only on Zimbabwe but on South Africa as well. To look at the prospects ahead for Zimbabwe before and after the election, we joined uh, on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly by Professor Ibo Mandaza, who's a prominent Zimbabwean scholar and author, as well as Ngabutu uh, Mabena, who's one of the many Zimbabweans now living in South Africa, representing the Zimbabwean community in South Africa, that organization. Okay. You asked Mr. Ramaphosa to sit down first. I understand you.
1: On you I need to put on my big girl panties and keep going. You can't
0: have two speakers standing at the same time.
1: Security services of the Republic of South Africa, you may intervene. There's been several attempts on my life. Lower that hand. On whom the president is accused of serious <laughs> crimes?
0: I know I'm going to become the president of this country. You you are going to be the president. Of I of am going to be the president of, of South, South Africa. Africa. Of South Africa. There's no confusion. Of South Africa. But I will cancel race.
1: Corrupt people do not eat. and Alone, they have a spiderway. I'm
2: there, I can lead them. I'm ready to be the president of I
1: now suspend the proceedings. I have warned
0: you. Hey, welcome to the both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Prof let me let me start with you. How should we read the forthcoming elections in Zimbabwe? You know, because the from from where I'm sitting, we've had so many false starts in terms of a, a possible different outcome. You know, to the election every time Zimbabwe holds an election. Now, will this one be a game changer or more of the same?
2: I think more of the same. It's a question of history repeating itself. There's, uh, yeah, you're you're right to to cite the paradox among Zimbabweans. Uh, For the last twenty years, every election has been disputed. Every election uh, pre-election process has been uh, controversial, and yet Zimbabweans. Flock to their elections, uh, fever pitch excitement about elections. And as we are approaching, every week that approaches, it's clear to some of us that the, the, the obstacles and the hurdles in the way of a free, fair, and credible election are massive, are massive. Just today, we will have heard that the court ruling in Plawayo. The twelve Triple C candidates cannot stand for elections, notwithstanding what might be the administrative incompetence on the part of the CCC, It's 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 completely unprecedented that you could have a situation where a month before elections, people have been declared winners without a vote, hmm. and and in a particular situation where, as it's become historic, beast, uh, uh, traditional. These are people, uh, lower seats normally go to the opposition, whatever, whoever the opposition might be. You have a situation where the ruling party is gaining seats uncontested. I mean, it's incredible. Just, I'm shocked. Mm. And Mm. and, uh, under normal circumstances, I would say, and I've tweeted likewise, that uh, Triple C uh, should withdraw from the elections if if they lose their appeal which they've done already, uh, it becomes the become a, f- a fascicle, not to mention the enormous problems already attended to this process. Mm. From the voter's role, which gender diabetes calls a crime scene, to the limitation, which is flawed, mm. which Pachedu, one blogger, Pachedu, has been blowing holes into it almost daily. Uh, to the questionable independence of zec to the questionable independence of the judiciary all these really make this election in particular one is likely one that is likely to be very very controversial
0: mm mm-hmm. and so you you have been a... Uh... Watching the situation from across the Limbopo, you know, and you are living with uh Zimbabwean experts uh, who, who who are here in in south africa what, what what is the feeling you know uh what's the view of of the election
1: well, the biggest challenge with the Zimbabweans not only in South Africa but in the diaspora generally is their lack of participation in the electoral process uh you will know that in twenty eighteen uh, we in fact, 2016, we signed a petition, a civil society and the political parties' representatives to say, let's campaign for a diaspora vote. Uh, advocate Gabriel Shumba and others did file a court case in Harare. Uh, the judgment was that uh, Zimbabwean parliament must amend the constitution to give right to the diaspora to vote in countries where they are. Because diaspora, uh, the diaspora community plays a critical role, particularly in the economy of Zimbabwe, you will know every time when the Minister of Finance presents his budget, you will see an increase in terms of remittances. So you cannot participate in the economic activity through remittances, but you cannot participate in terms of deciding who should lead uh, Zimbabwe. So mm-hmm. that's a... Uh, oh, oh
0: can, you're saying that you can participate <clears throat> by, by through,
1: you, through remittances. Yes, but you, you cannot. have no right to vote. Yeah. Because for you to vote, you have to go to Zimbabwe to cast your vote. Mm-hmm. So men, a number of African countries in the South region do allow their citizens in the diaspora to participate in the electoral process. In the case of Zimbabwe, we still have to travel to Zimbabwe. So you have the challenge of campaigning to get people to go to Zimbabwe to register to vote whether they do that during holidays and then to go and cast their votes. We Mm. have wanted a situation where Zimbabweans in South Africa and in neighboring countries should participate in the electoral process. ZANU-PF always argues that uh, they cannot allow a diaspora vote until sanctions are removed. But you have no country in Africa mm-hmm. that has imposed the sanctions on Zimbabwe. To the contrary, uh, mm-hmm. SADAC uh, in one of its summits in Tanzania resolved that every 25th of October uh, there should be a campaign around the removal of sanctions. So it is clear mm-hmm. that there is no African country or SADAC country that has placed the sanctions on Zimbabwe and we do not mm-hmm. understand why we should not participate.
0: Yeah, But, but what is the mood, you know? Uh, and the, and the, and, the, and the anticipation or expectation among among uh, Zimbabweans in the diaspora about the election. I mean, do they wh- wh- are when? they feeling hopeful? Are they are they feeling? Professor Mandaza has got a very pessimistic uh, view. You know, no, not without reason. You know, but I, I just want to find out what yeah. you know people who are looking from the outside. Uh, they shared yeah. the same sentiments
1: like a prof, mm. that that uh, nothing has changed from 2018. Mm. You Remember, we went to the 2018 elections under the same conditions, and we know what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can count 20 years back, as the prof was saying, that election outcome is always disputed. Uh, the opposition will always say they have a mechanism of, a, of a dealing with the vote rigging, but it is not there. We saw that it was said in 2018. It's been said now, but we know the outcome. Mm-hmm. So the people in the diaspora do not expect that on the 23rd of October or post-23rd, you are going to have a new government uh, established in Zimbabwe. It's going to be a continuation of the government mm-hmm. that we have, which therefore speaks to uh, the reconstruction of the Zimbabwean economy because PF for the last 43 years has demonstrated that it has no ability to reconstruct Zimbabwean economy. And uh, you are then going to continue to have an influx mm-hmm. of young people yeah. into South Africa and neighboring countries. And we know what this influx means yeah. in, in yeah. terms of yeah. competition mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. uh, low, resources, low resources or, or yeah. few resources yeah. Yeah. in yeah. South Africa and other countries, yeah. which then yeah. leads to yeah. the yeah. outbreaks yeah. which we have yeah. seen against yeah. migrants.
0: Yeah, uh, Prof, the, the, uh, Nkwutwa has already gone there. I was going to come to you with a question, but he's already uh, tabled it. The, where, when one looks... I mean, Zanu PF uh, basically has been in charge since, what, 1980? Um, how concerned uh, do you think its leadership is about the state of the country? Whether you're talking about the the, the spiralling inflation rate, the state of the of the economy, or the exodus of skills, for example, from the country, you know what 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 is going on in the? And, and I know that you you're not a psychologist by training, but what, what have you noticed any kind or anything that suggests concern about the state of the country in ZANU PF?
2: Yes, yeah, there's a sense of there's a sense of helplessness, uh, often couched in rhetoric, uh, rhetoric which wants to flaunt, exaggerate uh, successes, even even misplaced uh, successes. Uh, is a helplessness it has to do more with a, a state which has become depleted of skills. A state which is far, uh, far, which is far from the kind of state we had in the eighties, where there was growing capacity as, mm-hmm. as as time went on. So it's a state which which is overwhelmed, in my view, by its own failures. A state which is incapable of reform, neither politically nor economically. Mm. It's a uh, and since the coup of 2017, which in my view was the beginning of the end of this regime, it, it's, it is almost inevitable that this this regime is on its way out. And the coup, as I said earlier on, is the beginning of that. And I know whatever the outcome of the elections, there is no way that this regime can survive in the form that it's in. Mm. It's fatally... Divided within itself, it's fatally flawed in terms of the personnel that run it. Whether it's the president, his ministers, it's just there. It's just there. Mm. And and so it's a matter of time. Uh, historians will reflect one day and say the demise of the Mugabe Nangagwa Chuyunga regime began in earnest in 2017 and the evidence so far is that they have no capacity to turn things around neither economically nor politically we are getting deeper into a crisis yeah
0: I, i saw somewhere you where you you made reference to how from a political point of view zanu pf is different from many other liberation movements uh, in in the way that it perceives the opposition. Do, do you want to elaborate on that as to what, what is the, the difference?
2: Yes, I've said this before, that uh, since independence, the attitude of, this, of the ZANU-PF and the state has been one to regard the opposition as an enemy to be vanquished, whether it was ZAPU, under Joshua Nkomo, Zoom under Takere, MDC under Changrai, and now Triple C. There is an embedded and implicit intolerance for opposition. It's almost as if we have just a one-party state. And it makes a fascicle the idea of democracy. As someone put it the other day that you have a parliament, a new parliament built uh, just outside Arare,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And it has the the typical Westminster model Front benches for the uh, for the ruling party and front benches for the opposition. Now it's almost as if Zanu PF doesn't want to see anybody in the opposition, and that has been the tendency to win all, you know, mm. vanquish them to nothing. And it's a, it's, a, it's 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 only Zimbabwe who's in that mold. In my way, when I put it, you don't see that in other countries, you know. Mm. Mm. And yet, the SADC, and in particular South Africa, there you have you have you have uh, uh, leadership including this Barula guy bellowing praises for zanupier
0: mm.
2: it's very stupid in my view mm. very short sighted and ignorant you know you know yeah it, it reflects very badly on the south mm. leadership mm. If i may say so yeah and, and that, I, that... I think one day we would want to tell Balula in his face
0: yeah yeah
2: that he's being very stupid and. Mm. And short sighted, yeah. You
0: know, I would like I would like us to come back to that point. You know, of of uh, what the region and South Africa in particular can do to assist in Zimbabwe. But, uh, but before we get to that, I wanted us to look at the opposition itself. We've just been talking about the uh, Zanu PF and its role uh, in the crisis, um, probably playing the, a major role in precipitating the crisis. But what about the opposition? You know, would you say that the pos- the, the opposition has has has, uh, has come to the party in terms of its contribution in changing the situation in Zimbabwe? Or is it just too fragmented?
2: Well, the first thing to say is that, of course, the opposition has been one that has been battered, as I said, since independence. You know, it is little or, or no room uh, to operate. Uh, right now, you can see that Triple uh, C, uh, which was MGC before, lost its headquarters, lost its offices. There's no offices at all it is uh, it it is as by its own admissions uh, without institutions around it and so forth and so on uh, and all the same when when they've been given opportunity to be party to the state as was the case during the GNU they showed a, a, a very uh, startling lack of ideas uh, they haven't been able since the opposition came into being to define an alternative policy framework beyond just highlighting the flaws of the ZANU-PF government, nothing beyond merely demanding that they get takeover from ZANU-PF uh, government. So, yeah, I mean, you know, for example, that neither ZANU-PF nor CCC have regulatory manifestos. Yeah? For the first time, you've put it, and all, they, all they're in for is competition. For mm. Zanu to stay in power, and for him, for C to take over power, mm. well, mm. Mm. when you reduce the the struggle uh, to that level, where the other competitor is already got state power, the outcome is well known. It's inevitable. It's it's foregiven, for, uh, a foregone conclusion.
0: And, and 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 are you seeing the same picture as as the prof?
1: Certainly, certainly, because uh, the opposition, in 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 our view, is not building uh, on uh, past victories because this uh, should be a continuation of the struggle when the workers came together in 1991 to establish the national or to gather uh, under the ban of the National Working People's Convention to redefine the new agenda for Zimbabwe to say how do you complete the liberation of Zimbabwe? Mm. We are seeing an opposition currently as led by Nelson Chamisa trying to define itself outside the legacy of the MTC or what the MTC stood for. If you look Into their parliamentary candidates currently. They are new faces. Uh, very few, maybe three or four, very few that have been part of the MDC, and uh, there's this attempt to try and uh, distance themselves from the agenda that that was set set by the MDC, uh, which uh, uh, again is then presents its uh, penalty to ZANU PF a political penalty uh, uh, like what happened in Bulawayo where 12 MPs are now said not to contest unless there's going to be an appeal. Uh, it's, it's an opposition that is not come to the table in terms of providing uh, a political uh, administration mm-hmm. to run an effective political uh, organization that, that is able uh, uh, to campaign as grassroots-based, the say it has the mass support. But at times you feel that uh, they do not know what to do with the mass support that they have. Hence all, all mm. these political blunders that yeah. then ZANU-PF takes advantage of. Both. Then on ZANU-PF in this election, uh, if, if we go back to the gold mafia and uh, you check some of their candidates, Nangakwa has, has been mobilizing uh, what one will be calling a thugs. Uh, to be the parliamentary candidates. We saw the invitation of uh, the international uh, former boxing champion to as part of the electoral campaign. So we have people that are part of the looting class that Mnangakwa are now France as, as parliamentary candidates. And uh, you see uh, the massive... Uh, spending that is there uh, in the campaign of ZANU-PF, whether through crook or hook uh, uh, which you will not see in the opposition uh, uh, I, I was laughing the other day when, when uh, ladies in some rural areas were celebrating that they were given some pieces of chicken as part of an election campaign so our election is now being reduced to some freebies. Uh, it is not an election that is based on a clear political program to say how to you reconstruct uh, the economy of Zimbabwe? How do you complete the liberation of Zimbabwe? Mm-hmm. It is absent in
0: this election. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prof, just to come back to you, you know, some people have, and, and I think you are among them, have argued that uh, what the country needs is not another election, but a national dialogue. Uh, so some people have spoken about uh, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe's uh, Lancaster House moment. Uh, wh- why is that? Are we saying that the the electoral route has turned into a cul-de-sac?
2: Yes, uh, repeatedly so, and inevitably so, given the structure of the state, a secure state, uh, in which the ruling party has won in federal commerce uh, election every election through the facilitation of the military and the the security system. And... uh, It's uh, and and there's tended to use elections as a means of legitimizing the illegitimate, in my view, uh, with every election outcome. So, yes, so we have proposed since 2016, a group of us led by Suppest Trust and the platform for consigned citizens for transitional authority, such as that which uh, the Sudanese tried using our document, in fact, uh, uh, which didn't work out. But the idea was to get a, a transitional arrangement uh, to give zimbabwe a breathing space during which political and economic reforms are undertaken before the next elections uh, through a, a transitional government which reflects the 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 various uh, uh, parties in its composition uh, in terms of uh, affiliation and association which reflects also the technocratic Background that Zimbabwe is well known for, and uh, a small uh, uh, team of people who moved the reform agenda, uh, and in doing so, helps Zimbabwe transit from a non-democratic system towards an accountable, democratic uh, order in which the uh, the 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 uh, the executive is accountable, the legislature is vibrant, and the judiciary is fiercely independent that is what we should be doing we are hoping that if there is a hung parliament if there is a a runoff that we would try and use the region when we've been in touch with south africa uh, as regional powers people like obasanjo and others to see whether we can have an international conference uh, in september to try and put on the table this reform agenda and use eminent persons like obasanjo Motlante uh, or um in Tanzania uh, or in uh, in in uh, Kenya to mediate uh, among Zimbabwean civic society political parties towards a, a comprehensive political and economic settlement. Um, well, we've been trying to sell this idea for a long time, but there are no takers. Neither in the ruling party nor in the opposition, because they all believe in elections. Uh, the opposition believe that if every election they will win. They never want to understand the fact that they, it's, it's hardly likely that there will be a transfer of power to them, even if they win. So we're mm-hmm. hoping that um, if Quesquara uh, is allowed to stand, that there will be a, at least a runoff, which gives us a window of opportunity to bring these together, even to preempt the runoff, and say let's get together, let's have a coalition as a form of a kind of transitional government
0: mm-hmm. to
2: the next election.
0: Mm. Now, now they, they, and another person, and, and I'm going to ask your your view as well, Ngabuto uh, Mabena. After after the prof, another person might say, well, what what incentive is there? For I mean, given particularly given its track record, you know, of of repression, you know, uh, of of the opposition, what incentive is there, or or can there be, for Zanu PF to agree to such a a, a conversation or a dialogue or, or a conference?
2: Yeah, in in a typical fashion, uh, a transitional authority is usually is usually uh, the Lancaster House moment, where the where the uh, Contestants for power, or whether where uh, the the uh, opposing forces, so to speak, have come to the end of the road, a kind of a stalemate, or the worst case scenario where there's just outright bloodshed everywhere, such as we have in in Sudan, and which forces everybody concerned uh, to say, look, let's find a way forward. That's what we call the Lancaster moment. We are hoping that the the elections, if they take place, that there will be this window of opportunity for a Lancaster-type moment, during which, in a, the, uh, the, where, which uh, the if all parties, including ZANU will find it prudent to go that route, in the interest of their own survival as individuals. In the in the case, because as you know, Lancaster House, which are also attended. There was uh, amnesties and uh, amnesty arrangements to avoid revenge and mm. distribution uh, and so on and so forth. So basically, the, we are saying that let's uh, suppose, for example, ZANU-PF does not win outright or, or that Munangagwa loses, which is possible, that that would create a kind of agency, uh, an agency on their part or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, likewise, we believe that the situation where there's a lot of complaint about the possibility that if um, uh, uh, Shamisa wins outright, he might end up behaving just like how Zanupiev has been behaving. Uh, so there's increasingly a tendency to to argue for an all-inclusive kind of uh, uh, dispensation all inclusive beyond the the two parties it includes civic society and smaller uh uh, uh parties um we have some of us been uh, recommending the proportional representation uh, so that you you the governments in africa and including zimbabwe become more inclusive mm-hmm. than this westminster model which is so ill suited to our purposes as as as, as nation
0: states in the making and from from where you're sitting do you agree with the prof that uh, the root of the election is a dead root basically that a new solution a new way uh, to solve the problem needs to be found
1: in, indeed because the elections are not going to resolve uh, any challenges that zimbabwe is faced with and uh, the question that we are confronted with is that uh, how do you dismantle a deep state through an election, uh, we don't think that is possible. So you need to have this dialogue uh, so that it becomes inclusive. Uh, Zimbabweans participate in it, and uh, the main agenda, in our view, should be building the national democratic economy in Zimbabwe. Uh, we said in 2017, uh, ahead of the election, it was just some weeks before mm-hmm. the coup that uh, the elections, the outcome of an election, was going to be disputed, and uh, we're going to then spend. Time i talking about legitimacy, This is what happened, and this is what is going to happen beyond August 23. So you need to chart a new path to say, how do you reconstruct Zimbabwe? Uh, how do you dismantle the deep state? Because we do not think that in those that rolled military tanks uh, in November will easily give power uh, to the opposition. We don't think so. So it's important that we begin a campaign uh, which Prof speaks about to say uh, – is it feasible to have dialogue, dialogue that is going to be supported not only internally in Zimbabwe, but by key regional mm. players? Mm. Uh, uh, we have a, a break summit that, that is coming up in this country in August. Uh, Zimbabwe must benefit from the programs of BRICS. Mm. Uh, we must also use that as an opportunity to say, how do we reconstruct Zimbabwe? How do we position Zimbabwe as a key international player? But you cannot do so when you have an
0: outcome of an election
1: that is disputed.
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, prof, the, 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 this brings us to the question of, uh, of, of the. I mean, you, you refer to, to the change that happened in 2017 as a coup. So we presume that the the army is still the power behind the throne, as it were. Now, what, 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 what yeah. should happen with the role of the Zimbabwean army as things stand now? As, as Nabuto is saying, that you know, if even if we, we, you know, we're looking at the possibility of a negotiation, etc. Would you see the army being there negotiating, or what? What would happen in a situation like that to the army or with the army?
2: Well, it would be as simply as simple as. Restoring constitutionalism, curing the coup thereby, and in in and restoring the rule of law, as is the case in every country in the region. With the with the military back in the barracks, as is the case in every in the region. So Zimbabwe is the odd man out, one might say, you know. there be nothing, there's nothing unusual or un, unexpected of the of uh, the army going back to the barracks. And I think it's feasible. Absolutely feasible. I think the, the rank and file of the army would gladly want to be seen as a professional army in the barracks, as as their counterparts are in the rest of the region and elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I I just before we, we 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 conclude there you you earlier in our conversation, Prof. You you touched on the issue of uh, you mentioned Vilambadula specifically, but more broadly, what what sort of role? Uh, might assist the Zimbabwean uh, democratization process from the part of the region, but also from the part of South Africa. I know that South Africa's involvement in in Zimbabwe has been controversial for a long time. Is there a role for South Africa and the region in Zimbabwe, or not? Maybe.
2: Of course, there can be no solution to the Zimbabwean crisis without South Africa. But in the, on the same on the same vein. It's important that South African leadership becomes more informed about Zimbabwe and not, and not put their heads in the sand and harp on, 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 on a senseless uh, reference to the fraternity of former liberation movements. Everyone knows, including those of us who are in the liberation movement, that the liberation movements, they have long served their purpose and they failed dismally to, to take over uh, the the post-apartheid or post-colonial situation, and move it towards era of, of economic independence and, and 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 sustained development. Everyone knows that they have failed. Uh, so why why you harp on them? Except if uh, unless unless you are trying to justify your own uh, flagging fortunes in in South Africa. So I think uh, one needs uh, uh, more informed uh, leadership in South Africa. A more well-informed uh, ANC, and I, I would like to say I've had uh, dealings with the um, uh, DECO. They are more, they are much more informed, much up to it. Hmm. But I'm sad, sad to hear the Mbalula of, of this world churning out nonsense, you know, uh, in the face of such glaring realities as such as we have in Zimbabwe. Having said that, I don't see any capacity at all uh, in in uh, in SADC to move things forward in Zimbabwe, um, and, and certainly not, not without South Africa. Hmm. Uh, South Africa remains a key factor, and we, on our part, uh, as part of this uh, our, uh, conference we're talking about, we, we, are, we are almost pleading that South Africa be involved, uh, because without South Africa, nothing will move forward.
0: Mm-hmm. And and just just lastly, the, the the whole question of sanctions have they been useful to anyone, whether whether the people who are trying to assist Zimbabwe or to Zimbabweans themselves, you know, to move things in the right direction. And Abuto, do you want to come in uh, ahead of the pro? Well, we, we do not
1: think that uh, sanctions have been effective. This is why we are calling for their removal. And, and of course, the economic collapse is not as a result of sanctions. It is a result of the neoliberal policies that have been advanced by ZANU-PF since 1991. So there is no link between sanctions mm-hmm. and the collapse of the Zimbabwean economy. We need to separate the two. But ZANU-PF is hiding behind the question of sanctions when it
0: fails to deliver on basic services. Mm-hmm. Prof, uh, the last word to you. What what do we do with the question of sanctions? Because it looks like there are parts of the world where where people are really almost wedded to the idea of sanctions on Zimbabwe.
2: Yes, my colleague, just it's a red herring. You know, it's red herring. It's, it's 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 completely secondary to the debate, economic debate on Zimbabwe. Very secondary. I'm not doubting the impact of it uh, indirectly, though though that, though. That may be, uh, in the sense that uh, Zimbabwe will not be able to join, enjoy the uh, access to the uh, FDI's and international uh, financial institutions. But again, I repeat, is quite secondary to the major issue of the inherent incapacity of the, of the Zimbabwean state to manage its affairs. The inherent corruption right from the top uh do, do which has seen zimbabwe lose billions of dollars over the last 10 15 mm-hmm. years uh estimates are that the 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 zimbabwe debt which is now at 18 billion uh is nothing compared to the amount of money stashed abroad people are estimating that 35 to 40 billion dollars stashed abroad by with the powerful uh and state actors uh, mm-hmm. in zimbabwe So that is one of the things that needs to be resolved in in the kind of conference we're talking about. Yes, yes. We need a full disclosure from those that um, are said to be imposing sections. They know where the money is lying. You know, I know some years ago I got uh, confidential information that one of the leaders in Zimbabwe had 78 million pounds frozen in the UK banks by the British government. So... When you confront the British government about it, they deny it, you know. And yet, in the same vein, they will just tell you we have frozen the assets of this person, that person, that person. Mm. So, why isn't it fair that if you should tell the citizens of that country what assets of their leaders you have frozen? More detail, no. yeah. The mm. guarded secret. Mm. So it's the uh, international community. I'm they say so called it's complicit in our misery yeah you know? yeah
0: yeah yeah yes. yeah unfortunately we've just about run out of uh, out, out yes. of time thank uh, you very much Thanks. yes yes with, with my guest professor thank ibo you. ibo mandaza uh, who's a prominent zimbabwean scholar uh, and author as well as nabutu mapena who is one of many zimbabweans now living in south africa uh, we appreciate your time hopefully we will talk again either closer to the election or after the election just to do a to just reflect you know what would have uh, transpired but we really appreciate you time thank you i'm mike siluma until next time do stay safe stay blessed and let's do good for our country